0: hello and welcome to the pirates fan forum here on dk pittsburgh sports podcast network i'm your host gary morgan still marooned out in san francisco this is the what is this the second or third recording i've done out here third i think counting locked on the other day (laughs) so uh i'm getting real tired jim how you doing brother
1: Dude, I'm all right. I got myself a nice stiff drink here and, um, you know, the last 60 games or so, um, of the pirate season, I might need a few more of these, but we'll see.
0: Um, Dave wants to know right away, are we going to do another show (laughs) tomorrow night? No, we are not. We're doing tonight because I'm going to be at the San Francisco airport tomorrow night. There is absolutely no chance that I can squeeze in recording tomorrow. Very busy schedule. So this is going to have,
1: this is going to have to do Gary.
0: Yeah. This is going to have to be the show. So figured let's wrap up the all-star game real quick. Um, We didn't get to see David Bednar. Uh, I kind of thought we might there towards the end, especially as Kimbrough struggling, but you know, I'm not, I'm not really butthurt about it either. Keller got his inning in, gave up a home run, got a strikeout. Most important thing is he only threw 11 pitches. And that's probably good news for every one of us, right? I mean, that's really what you want is just a really quick inning from him, right?
1: Yeah, well, that's the funny thing about when um, Kimbrell was in there at the end, and I think he threw over 30 pitches. And I was like, yeah, you know, I wanted to see Bednar, but I'm really okay with
0: that not being him in that situation. So, yeah, dude. um, like you know, and, threw 28 pitches too, like, mm-hmm. and, and I was like, okay, I was in that one, I judged hard. I was like, are you for real? You, how many pitches are you going to let this dude throw? Well, then the did it. Well, at least that was his coach making that decision. Right. But man, I, I don't know that that's what I want my player doing, but.
1: I don't know that. Um. I kept waiting to see if they had someone up in the pen and I didn't see anybody. They didn't mention anybody. So I don't even know if he was really planning on pitching. I know they he's had some decent decently heavy usage lately um, with some pitch, you know, with some pitch outings and things like that. So it doesn't hurt my feelings. Keller got in, he hung one. And, um, but Hey, it's the all-star game and um, you know, that's fine.
0: All right. And so then we got a surprise MVP and it was our old friend, Elias Diaz, you know, who was DFA'd by the pirates and, uh, wound up with, uh, latching on with the Rockies. He's kind of gotten increasingly better over the years. This was a substitution all-star pick here this year. And I mean, he's, he's pretty much a league average player, right, Jim? I mean, so At that
1: position, yeah.
0: Yeah, so exciting for him because, <laughs> man, he he went up there and took his swings, man. I mean, even his second at bat, he took his swings. He was going yeah. for it again. That was fun to watch, man, and that, he was always a good guy. Um, wasn't a good player while he was here. I, I know I, I've seen some envy out there. Some people were like, what if we had kept him, Jim? I mean, how do you feel about that? I I think I understand <laughs> why we didn't keep him.
1: You know, <laughs> social media is funny. Like um, <laughs> I saw the talk. I saw the talk today. I'm glad I was busy. I didn't have a lot of time to be on social media. I just, I, I just see it as a big nothing burger. Um, I, I was happy for him by all counts. He was a good teammate and a good person here. Um, I think people forget that last year that he was here. He had something viral going on with him too if I recall correctly that kept him out and then he, he had just had a he just had a bad year and I don't know that I even saw anybody mention that maybe they
0: did. He had but, all um, that jazz with his mom too like she got right. kidnapped or something right? Right. Yeah. And then she was at so, the game uh on the, the other night so that's crazy too.
1: I was just happy for him. I thought it was a cool story. I mean the game, you know, the game, the home run Derby, all yeah. that got drug a little bit at times. And so that was a, a, it was a cool thing to see.
0: Yeah. Right. Let's move on to the home run Derby. So, uh, the format is the format. I kind of was complaining about it a little bit. If anybody read my five thoughts of five, that was one of my complaints was the home run Derby. I just don't like the way it is right now. I think it's really taxing on people. And we kind of saw a little bit of that with Luis Robert goes down with a calf injury in the home run derby there. And he says he feels fine now and he doesn't think it's serious, but those guys, man, like Vlad and Randy Rosarena didn't have too much left in the tank by the time that was over brother. Like that looked, that didn't look fun anymore. Did it? (laughs)
1: <laughs> they look like they just got done running you know five miles afterwards uh-huh. like I, I I got winded watching it i don't, gary, it's so and look, I try to like not complain about that stuff because I always look at it like I don't know, maybe we're older, maybe I'm older, and this is how people like it. I don't care for it, I think it's real chaotic we don't get to we don't get to enjoy the massive home runs. I can't even see the ball where it's landing. Yeah. The, yeah. the players look like they're, they're dehydrated. I I don't know why we have to try to gas everything up. Wasn't it better before?
0: I thought it was better before. I mean, I'd be happy with some kind of a combination, but like I personally just think it's unfair to, to expect to see, something impressive when you're gassing these guys so bad. Like Laddie junior in the first round, I don't even know. He didn't look like he could swing the bat anymore. Mm -hmm. He just stood there for a few pitches at one point. I, I think they could, they could go back to just making this about making great contact on pitches you like you get 10 outs every time it's not a home run and you put a ball in play or it's, you know, you can hit 50 home runs as long as you don't hit 10 balls in play that aren't home runs, something along those lines. I think you'd have so much more fun with it. You'd get to appreciate these blasts. You get bonus points for them going extra far or something, right? Yeah.
1: And and like, it's, it's incredible that no one comes out of there with an oblique issue. Like, I mean, I just can't, you know, if I was teams,
0: I wouldn't be crazy about it either. Um, so maybe maybe like, make it like Top Golf, almost like make it like put targets out there. Like you get a bonus if you hit this target, you know, (laughs)
1: like I would would be fine with that stuff.
0: Yeah. Do stuff like that, man. Like, I think like, Show back control too. Like, let's make it more fun. I don't know. And then you get these poor kids
1: out there. One kid almost died. Um, got hit with one of, um, I think it was Vladdy's. Yeah. I mean, like there's balls just rocketing everywhere. It's like I said, to me, it's chaotic. I don't know. Like if we got people watching, tell, tell me because I, it's just not for me. I, 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 I like the old way I like to, I like to admire these homers, man. Like this is, these are dudes doing some pretty special stuff.
0: Right. And you get a little bit of that. Like if you switch over to the stat cast presentation, which, you know, sometimes I watch that one instead. Uh, I I don't know. They get a little bit annoying to me and I'll flip back to the traditional one and then they start talking to Ortiz a little too long or whoever. (laughs) And then I'm like, oh, I'll go back to the stat cast. So I kind of flip back and forth. You get a little bit more appreciation in the stat cast, but man, sometimes I don't want to be a nerd when I'm watching an all-star game. I just want to be a kid. I want no, to see that, majestic home runs. I want to see guys just swinging and sh- and flashing that smile. And like, look at what I just did to that ball. I want to see guys feeling like they're in batting practice, putting on a show for the home, the season ticket holders. Yeah. That's what I want to see. I agree.
1: I, I like you said, just, you just want to be a kid and enjoy the moment. And it feels like you can't even enjoy one thing because there's, things coming right after that. So maybe they'll tweak it. I don't know. It seemed like a lot of people were saying they didn't care for it this year.
0: Yeah, I I don't know, man. I just, something was just missing for me there, but there's a lot to be desired, I think, from the whole week, really. Let's take a quick break here, and uh, when we come back, we're going to jump into talking a little bit about changes the Pirates should think about making for the second half. We're going to give them advice whether they want it or not, Jim.
1: And for the love of God, let's keep the uniforms like they used to be. I want to see pirate uniforms. I want to see all that stuff.
0: All right, and we're back to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. Jim and Gary with you, and we promise we will get back to getting some guests on the show. I apologize. This schedule change and all the weird times and all that is completely on me as I'm Dude, running around. So. <laughs>
1: Nobody can keep up with your jet-setting lifestyle. So, yeah. You know. <laughs>
0: So it's on me and it's going to slow down here for a moment. So it should be all right. So as we head into the second half of the season, that's officially what we is doing now, Jim. Mm -hmm. Changes this team can reasonably make right now. Everybody's got their dream trades and everything, but let's not pretend they're going to pull off a trade tomorrow. that's going to affect things. We know what we have. We think we know who's coming back from the IL even like Cutch and Hayes should be back shortly. So we can probably just go ahead and pencil them in as being back, right? Mm-hmm. Looks like rumors are Quinn Priester is probably in the picture. Right? We're seeing that reported now. There's some there, talk, yeah. Yeah, there was that CBS leak, you know, of uh the 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 starting pitcher projections. So it looks like that might be in play. Okay. What else can they do? Because I think trade is the next thing. I'm not sure what direction they're going to go yet. Are they sure? Should they be?
1: Um, I don't see a lot they can do. Um, yeah, I want to give you some credit before all the hollering about Henry Davis and all this, and you had, you had said um, more than once, and people, you know, tend to disregard that thing. You had said, look, they call up Henry Davis. They call up some of these guys. They're not going to be the saviors. These, the, these are not guys that are going to make massive impact in the win-loss column right away. And so I think we're seeing that. I think if they bring Endy up, will they be better? Yeah, probably. Yeah. But as we've seen, Gary, even as we've seen with Henry Davis, and I I love Henry Davis, and I love what I've seen, he hasn't set the world on fire either. I mean, so I don't know that there's a lot they can do. I think you'll, you'll see a Priester, whether it's soon, You'll see him. We're going to see Andy soon. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know that there's a ton they can do in, in, in the
0: trade market this year. So I, I don't know that I'd expect a whole lot. I think Choi is probably a guy. I'm, I'm kind of excited to see what he can add here because he is a guy that's got a history of hitting the baseball hard. You know, and, and at PNC Park, that could really play for him. So I'm kind of excited to see what, what Choi can get done here with the little run that he gets. And I, and I like the rest that he can provide Santana and, and Andrew McCutcheon. And I think that that little nucleus of three are going to help each other a lot. So I think that's something we can look forward to. I'm interested to see how the middle infield situation plays itself out. You know? I don't, well, like, sure. well, you got like G. one Bay. He, you know, he's on the IL. I, I, I guess I've kind of just written him off as well. He's in AAA now, but he's not technically. He's on the IL, so yeah. And you, you mentioned know. that before. I, 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 I would think that
1: he'll get another crack at it. Um, and I would give it to him. I know he hasn't been that impressive. I would give it to him. Um I think Rodolfo Castro is about out of chances this year at least.
0: Yeah, I that's an easy swap if that's what you want to do. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I I can I can also make a, an argument for Alika Williams. I sure. mean they they just made a move for him. The kid is a super super slick shortstop <laughs> and hitting a little bit which was not his MO that might be worth a shot. He's a little bit older too. He was a high pedigree kid. That would, that would not be bad to get eyes on him.
1: Yeah. And, and it'd be interesting to see like internally what they think Cruz's return date is. Um, because I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think mid August would be the absolute rosiest of projections there. Right.
0: I mean, I haven't heard them actually give us much more than that original, you know, thing that they said, I, I don't even think he's doing baseball activities yet. Is he, I I saw he was throwing a baseball.
1: Yeah, he, he's, he's doing the, like, of course that was a week or two ago where he was doing like the long talk and stuff. Um I assume he's still he's still progressing but yeah I mean there is a little bit of time here who knows we might not see him till September
0: Yeah absolutely so I mean it's it's difficult to know what's going to happen w- with the rest of the season I don't know what I would try to do either I think I like the idea of testing the young pitching this year like I, I know people are going to probably see this as me <laughs> hunting But part of me wants to see never part of me I've never heard that term before. Well, well part of me wants to to force the issue with these young kids like Oviedo and um not Beto too too much, but like Priester, um maybe even Jones to a degree. Mm-hmm. Push push some of these kids into action. And see how many holes you really, really have. Because next year, you can't have them. And if they don't test these kids, they're going to be testing them next year. So part of me almost wants to beat them now, you know? I
1: think you can make a real strong case for August and September to be kind of what you're saying is is almost like quasi tryouts for next year. Um because they've got to see where some of this is before spring training starts and then all of a sudden you're halfway in the next year. I think it's just time to kind of test some guys. Is I think what you're saying.
0: And I yeah. agree with that. Like Billy here is saying is Solomeda too far out? Here's something interesting, I think, that we're starting to get to right now. You've seen Ben Sherrington start pulling up number one picks now. Carmen Majinski. Davis is up here. Gonzalez is up here. Priester's getting close. You know, you're starting to smell those mm-hmm. rumors of, of him coming up. You, you just drafted a pitcher that, by all accounts could threaten coming up next year. You know what I mean? <laughs> like really really could. So I don't know that anybody's clock in the minor leagues that we thought was kind of established in stone, like oh, Solo Meadows in double A, he won't be here for a couple years. I don't think we can think like that anymore. <laughs> No, I think
1: up until this point, you could kind of assume those things just simply because I say buying time, whatever you want to call it. I think they were waiting for the right time to do some of this stuff. And I think we're kind of at the point where you're going to see that. My opinion, Gary, the minute you have Paul Skeens pitching innings in the major leagues, I don't want those to be meaningless games. Right. So the, like for me, whenever that is, and I think he's going to be up here pretty damn quick. I don't want those to be wasted outings. I, you know, like you're only going to have whatever that is for so long. I want them to be able to hit the ground running when he's ready.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's kind of, I think that's kind of what I'm saying is you may, you may feel at this point as a GM, it's time to hit the gas a little bit. And I actually think we've kind of started to feel that not just because of these picks that, that they made in this draft, but there, there was something that they were doing early on in this season, which was like the real quick promotions. Like look how quick Jared Jones jumped all the way up to triple A. Look how quick Solometto jumped all the way up to double like, A. I mean, look how look how quickly they moved Chang. Look how you know what I mean. They're really mm-hmm. moving guys up now quickly. And I love it because like that's stressing the system. That's pushing those you know, you're no longer looking down there going, oh man, gee, I hope Cannon Smith and Jigba gets it or Cal Mitchell figures it out. Sure, if they do, great. But you're already looking beyond that now. <laughs> you're like, yeah, man, Gorski's starting to hit, hit them. Chang looks crazy. Somebody's got to play outfield. One of these middle infielders, maybe. Pagaro. There's so well, the, many moving parts.
1: There, There's a ton of moving parts. And the thing about this is, is Sherrington knows he's had time, but it's not infinite. Uh, and I know that, you know, people are impatient and I get it rightly so. I would love to be the Baltimore Orioles right now. Um, but he doesn't have all the time in the world. So I think that now that they've got some of these pieces up, they've got some guys signed. Skeens is coming soon. I think you will see them be a little quicker with some of this stuff. They better be. You've got, yeah. it. you've got it. at some point, Gary. You know, the
0: old saying, you either take a crap or get off the pot, Uh, you know? Yeah, but I think we've always kind of, because we're, you know, we're Pirates fans and we're, and, and Neil Huntington honestly did, did it different. Like when Neil Huntington thought that he had enough of a, of a pull of prospects close, he went out and got some, some veterans and and he took some, a little bit higher quality reclaim products than he typically had gone with. And then that's what spawned the, the turnaround with Clint Hurdle, that group and, and the drafting of Andrew McCutcheon and some of the pitchers. And, you know, I, I think that's kind of what set that forth, but he did it differently. He went and got veterans and everything. This is different. This is built internally primarily. I I think a lot of this was just kind of, yeah, a lot of this was just investigating where the holes were, trying to fill them as best they could sometimes with tar and chips and then (laughs) it just ruined our paint jobs, you know, like the, you know, some of them were kind of interesting along the way and maybe they'll be promising elsewhere like Elias Diaz or, you know, if you like uh, Michael Chavis who I guess is serviceable in Washington, I don't know, (laughs) you know, they, yeah, some of them have been kind of fun. Polanco or not Polanco. um, Palacios might end up being one of those guys. We remember fondly, but like he was, he was part of this thing, but not really, you know what I mean? Right. It's, it's fun watching this stuff develop and it's, it's hard to see that it's going to be fun while you're watching loss after loss after loss. And at some point that's what the missing ingredient is. At some point, some of it has to be enough to show more wins. And that's where we should be looking right now. You should be hoping these kids start to provide some of those wins. That might be too much to ask, Jim. What do you think? You would hope. You would hope so. I mean,
1: you're in year four. Um, Yeah. I will say this, we're three months left in the season and they better, they better show a little bit more than they have in the last, uh, what has it been 50 games because it's been rough sledding and I don't think anyone's going to be super happy at the end of the year if we're pushing close to a hundred losses again. Um, I, I think they yeah. have to, I think they have to start making some improvement in the win loss column. It's not, it's not a prerequisite, but it's, da- it's pretty damn close at this point, Gary.
0: Yeah. I think that, I think they have to start showing some improvement and it needs to come with the youth. It really does. So I, I'm excited to start watching that happen. And, and that takes a leap of faith sometimes. From an organization. You got to just believe in it. You got to go and just do it. Yeah.
1: And, and, you know, we can, we can look, we're what, three weeks out from a, a trade deadline. Less than three. Yep. I don't know that you're going to see, uh, like, I know, I know people are mentioning Rich Hill, and I look at Rich Hill and think, he's giving us innings. He's probably worth more now to us giving us some innings than shipping him out for what they could get for him. Um, that leaves you with maybe Santana. I'm there's just, I just don't see there. They're going to have to just let these young guys play and, and, and hope that there's some improvement.
0: Yeah. I I don't see any, um, any urgency really to move any of those guys, mostly because I just think you'd be bringing in Scrapple. You know, I think you'd be bringing in like prospects that have a very, very low chance of actually surviving, you know, yeah, I, Rich well, Hill, I, a- Rich Hill. I'll give you, if you trade Rich Hill and people think that he has something left in the tank, I'm going to give you the qualifier of saying he's at least the equivalent of trading Quintana. And for that, we did get two pretty good prospects and one that looks like he could be in your rotation, at least for a minute. So maybe that's worth it.
1: He's a poor but- man Quintana to me. So I think that if we're expecting Quintana returns or Vogelbach returns this year, um, I, you know, that's, that's a stretch for me. So I don't know that sort of getting Andy up, giving some of these young guys more starts consistently, getting Cruz back, I think that's where you're going to see the improvement, Gary. I really do.
0: Yeah, I th- I think you're right. You might have to make room for it. <laughs> which, huh? which is why I think maybe the thing we should kind of get to next, Jim, is should we kind of be pushing some of these guys out the door? Like Is it not about the return as much as like, okay, we kind of need the space. So let's take a quick one. back to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. Jim and Gary with you. Jim, we were just talking a little bit about the, the Pirates needing to make room for, for some of these kids. I, I do believe there is some more pushing its way up here worthy of a shot. The McCutcheon's not going anywhere. I think we all understand that relationship. Um, Santana has played great first base. I don't think they have anything internal that's pushing anyone out of the first base conversation, but I can make an argument that they don't have room to carry a third veteran like that in that DH first base mix. What do you think about that? Cause at the very least, Henry Davis could take half of those DH at bats if need be.
1: Yeah. Well, you've got, Essentially, I mean, you, if you want to talk about Toy Santana McCutcheon, you're carrying technically three catchers right now. Oh, oh, and only one of them can play anywhere else. There's not. There's a lot of guys that only can kind of do one thing
0: yeah there's no market for hedges you're not going to trade him Um, you may very well move on from him I don't see them doing that but um, they're not going to trade him nobody's going to trade for him nope Um, Jason delay I guess you could exercise one of his options he's worth holding on to I would say you need an insurance policy and he's as good as anyone right yeah,
1: I um, guess my point is that like that's taking up five, six roster spots for guys that really can't do. You're not cut. Sh- I, I, he's not been healthy. You're not going to see him in the field. So right.
0: it's a lot of uh, mm. a lot of bodies for guys that can't do a lot of things. I mean, you got guys like Connor Joe. I think somebody suggested that in here. David White suggested that. Um, Connor Joe's a guy that I think you and I have both been complimentary of. I think we both like his game, even a little bit. You know, um, we both think he's a good bench guy. I don't see an ur- an urgent need to like trade him to make room. Eventually, you want him pushed out of the way, though, right? I mean, that's not yeah. your cap for that type of player. You want that to be better than that, right? You want that to be Triolo or. God forbid you want that to be like a worst case scenario situation for Nick Gonzalez, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Joe to me is somebody that like, he was the last guy on your roster that you were keeping around as a good veteran presence and a guy that could hit lefties. That would be ideal. Um, but they're not to that point yet. I, I don't, I've seen people suggest trading him again, I just don't see what you're, what, what, what are you expecting to get for some of these guys? So, you know,
0: I don't I expect know to get much of anything, Jim. I, I'm, I'm past that now I'm talking about, let's just get them off the roster. Yeah. Are there any like that, that you're just like, let's go. You got to go because kids need room. To me, that's Hedges, but it's not going to be him, so it's Delay. I don't
1: think they're going to move Hedges out of sheer stubbornness at this point. Um, delay is, is there. Castro you could send down. Marcano you could send down. Um,
0: Palacios. Yeah, he's, he's about the last one, right? Right.
1: Um,
0: that's, that's the last ones that you don't care about. So then let's say like Pagero pushes and Williams pushes, like I've been saying. And, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, like, let's say even Nunez starts making a, making noise, you know, (laughs) you start, you start getting tempted to start bringing more of the kids up and just going that route. Right. It really kind of depends on what happens in the next week here, what they do, I think.
1: Yeah, they didn't seem like the last, the last 10 games there, I really felt like I just didn't see any urgency from them. You know, the games just didn't seem like, not that they didn't care, but I felt that a they were playing better teams than them. So that's part of it. But there were just games in there, where I just did not see them being super aggressively trying to win those games. So I don't know if they're already in that mode, Gary. I know some fans that will make very upset. Um, nothing, nothing
0: makes a baseball team look apathetic more than no offense, man. Nothing. and they look they look lifeless. Yeah, that's just that's it. When they're not hitting, they're just not hitting. Let's talk a little bit about Henry Davis because you know we we've had a little bit of time now with some of these kids. Triolo's been up here for a minute now. Gonzalez has been up here for a minute now. Henry Davis has been up here for a minute now. It's fair to say some of the cavalry is is here, right? Um, Henry Davis, I really like his approach. I think he takes a good at bat um, I still think he's making pretty good contact. He looks pretty snake bitten actually. Um, he, he's, put, he's tattooed a few balls right at people. Um, he's also chasing a little bit more than he was. So I'd like to see him kind of rein it back in a little bit. And I think he will. This break will be good for so, uh, uh, somebody like him, a preparer like him. So I think he'll probably rebound a little bit. Nick Gonzalez, I think we got we saw got pushed back a little bit.
1: Um, and Nick Gonzalez is the other way. I I think he's had a lot of, um, he's had some hits that fe- found holes that maybe shouldn't have, um, which is great. Uh, you know, I'd rather see him get off to a good start, but uh, as much as Henry Davis has been snake bit, I think Nick Gonzalez has been fortunate in that regard.
0: Nick punishes balls too, man, when he hits them. I he mean, does. that kid, like, and I, you know, I've watched them, in the minors, as good as those feeds are at certain levels and certain games, it's not the same as watching it like in person or in a major league, you know, presentation. the The kid's power is is a little bit more pronounced than I remember, you know. And admittedly, I hadn't been watching a lot of Indians games this year because I've been pretty focused on the Pirates, but. It, he looks more powerful than I remember when I watched him with the curve. There,
1: there, there is so much energy in that swing of his. Um, the ball, the ball jumps off of his bat like like Henry Davis more more so like bludgeons the ball. Uh, Gonzalez, there's just a there's just a life to it when it comes off the bat.
0: You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. a different.
1: There's like a, a diving point.
0: board, like it just a boomerang almost, <laughs> like <laughs> right, right. So
1: two very different guys. I will say I've been more, I've I've been impressed with both of them. Triolo, even he's come up with some timely hits, and yeah, take, takes a pretty good approach. I don't know how much I see him long term being a very successful hitter, but. I, what, what can you say he's he's done well when they've needed
0: him. Too. I would I'm just saying like we're we're kind of watching the roster get remade right in front of our eyes and we're talking about making room for for other guys. We got G1 Bay coming back. I don't even know if he has a place to play. You know, Castro can go down, but can you have Bay and Marcano on the same roster right now? Aren't they kind not. of the same player? You know, well, you're, um, you're I guess about Marcano, Bay, Mark- can play shortstop better, but Bay can play center field. So,
1: talking about Bay, Marcano, Castro is really not giving you anything. Yep, um, it's a lot of it's a lot of spots that, quite honestly, um, it might be time to just give some of these other guys a chance. Yeah, Piguet. Peguero specifically, I think. Yeah, Peguero
0: has looked great, man. But I mean, again, I do. I am. I'm impressed by Williams this year too, and and I think that the competent nature of his defense could be almost calming right now. Right. <laughs> He's so good at shortstop that even if he doesn't hit, it, it wouldn't be an embarrassing call up for a minute. You know, and- just to try it.
1: Yeah. And, and, and the other thing is that we haven't talked about, cause we get, so we get rightly. So you get focused on these guys that are either just got here or coming, but let's be honest. I mean, Brian Hayes needs to get healthy and be productive. Brian Reynolds needs to be a little more productive. I mean, we need, we need some of those guys to yeah. be themselves and, not seeing Reynolds hasn't been terrible i i even looked at his numbers the other day but his
0: numbers are okay I he's had a fine season like that's that's the thing man he's had a fine season he's having a a you know 77 and sunny in san diego season everything's fine yeah he hasn't been bad there's nothing great and um In this market, you know, we expect great when you sign for a long time. And I think it's almost more important than the money. It's the time, you know, you're going to be here. You're going to be a pirate for a long time. That's great. We're happy about it. And then both guys, they signed, didn't keep doing what they did when they got signed, (laughs) so You know, and I think it, it starts to scar you. It starts making you feel like, hey, we didn't do it right. But I also think I, I'm seeing a lot of good things from Brian Reynolds. I kind of can't even really put my finger on what's going on with him. His swing looks fine to me. And, like, I've seen his swing when it when it's not right. You know, his timing is really bad. He's on a lot of these pitches. He's hitting them. Just doesn't seem to have the same explosiveness right now. So I don't know. Yeah.
1: Case in point, um, and some of it's just been some bad luck of That that one game against the Dodgers. Base is loaded. He lines out the second base or shortstop. Later in the game, he hits a three run homer foul by about 10 feet. Yeah. And he had already homered in the game. So, you know, those are things that, like, you just really can't control in the game of baseball. Henry Davis did that a couple times in, I think, that same game. Yeah. Um, I'd just like to see him have a really good, hot July and August is, is is really what I would like to see from him.
0: All right. So Dave White here says, good to see Jack start hitting better against lefties. Yeah, it has been. It has been. And, and Jim... Uh, it's not just about drawing walks anymore. He's starting to make impactful contact against lefties a little bit more often and specifically going a little bit more to left center with the ball.
1: Yeah. Against lefties specifically. Yeah. Um I think at one point it's he a was a great
0: like, adjustment. Yeah.
1: You know, um, Andy Haynes, we've all had enough of him. But Jack has done some really good things, I think, and I'm I, I'm quite certain Andy Haynes has has been right in the middle of that. So,
0: Unfortunately, you're right.
1: <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, like Jack has been one of the few few areas where you can say, like, okay, well, he's actually made some real strides in some areas. He's another guy. Boy, I would love to see, man, just put together a solid July and August and keep showing the same things you've shown that you're starting to adjust to.
0: Yeah, because I mean, when we talk about coming out of this break, I think one of the first things that the Pirates probably need to do is embrace that it's time to move Carlos Santana down in the lineup a little bit. He's done good work in the cleanup spot, but I think it's time now to Put Jack's bat where it belongs. Put your war leader at number three, right behind Reynolds. Let's get Reynolds pitched too. you know what I mean? And let's yeah. uh, l- lead off with Kutch and put in uh, Henry Davis at cleanup and then go to Santana. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, give, I- give the top of this order a chance to play off each other a little bit better.
1: I could even make a case for Santana that you could drop him down a little bit lower and try to extend that lineup a little bit so it's not as soft when you get to the back end of it. Um, well, I mean
0: we'd have Gonzalez somewhere which that was, that's a pretty nice bat to have follow him up and then Hayes somewhere, Triolo. Yeah. You know, that's that's not that's not pathetic sounding. And then had Hedges- It's not
1: <laughs> let's not talk about that. Let's talk, let's talk about Hayes. Like, I wonder. You know, we've tried Hayes at so many spots, Gary.
0: Uh, I he's a six or seven hitter in my lineup.
1: Yeah, probably seven for me at this point. That's probably where I would put him.
0: And I and I guess if you want to use him as a leadoff against left-handed pitching, okay. I can take that because he does steel bases. He's pretty good at that. So I can see that, but aside of course, from that, the, yeah, drop him down.
1: If, if the back isn't right, I don't even know how much we're going to be seeing of that. So yeah, you know, yeah.
0: there's a lot to play out. Like so we got asked here, uh, Kingston Pharaoh, how do you see the lineup in August? No clue. And it's all about O'Neill Cruz. I don't know when he's coming back. I think if it was beginning of August, we'd already be seeing a little bit of swinging the bat, you know, and they'd be leaking some video of him at least taking light batting practice or, you know, just even just hitting lobbed balls or something like that. But I I, I don't know that he's going to get out of this without going on a rehab assignment to, to A at least to see some live pitching for a little bit. Um I, I, I think any player would have to do that. Even like Joey Votto did this year, even, you know, when, when you're out for that long, it, it takes a minute to get your timing back. That's not something that just snaps right back. And I think he'd probably have to go down for a little bit of a rehab assignment. Who knows how long that would be. So that could be September if this season at all, Jim, because you may just not even want to try at some
1: point. I really hope he gets. A month. And I really hope so. I think it'd be, Oh man, you're talking if he doesn't play at all, it'd be like 10, 11 months
0: before he plays, uh, a spring training game. It's a long time. Yeah, that would be really, well, I mean, I would imagine that he would play some kind of winter ball, you know, um, there's a ton of those leagues in the Dominican. I would imagine he would probably play some winter ball, but, but yeah, as far as major league caliber, right. That's a, that's a, that's a big layoff. Absolutely. So, so the, it's a big question, man. I, it's too big to answer here. Not, not right li- now.
1: Yeah. And that lineup without knowing what they're doing with Andy, without knowing what they're doing with Figueroa. Um, Hey, I mean, there's so many question marks that we just I, I'm not let There's some guys on Twitter. If you want them to make lineups every day for you and check things out, they're out there. I, I don't do that because I, I don't pretend to know.
0: I'll do it loosely here and there. But like, um, like, you know, you can you can tell who should be there and whatnot. But I, I think in certain areas, we're not there. I don't think we a hundred percent know yet what people are going to do. I don't know if we can hundred percent say with authority that Gonzalez is going to stick yet. No, you're not. No, I don't, I, think that I don't know that we can say that.
1: I saw someone beating their chest about Gonzalez the other day as if he was like, I told you he was going to be good. It's all decided. And I'm thinking that's too early for me,
0: but <laughs> I mean, I do like what I see. Um, this This next week, I think, is going to be pretty informative when it comes to Gonzalez because uh, I I saw a lot more breaking pitches against uh, the Danger Noodles. They they knew what to throw him, and he did not fare well against it. He got impatient. Now I'm going to try to give this kid an out. Cause he, he deserves it. He looks like a good kid. <laughs> he's a, he's a, he's playing in front of his family, you know, and a lot of it there in Arizona. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: maybe he's pressing to get something done, you know, offensively, sure. of just taking a walk or, or whatever. We'll see. Cause that was one of his problems though, is breaking pitches. So we'll see what this week brings. I don't think there's a a crash decision though.
1: If you look around that team the last two, three months, you want to see what Hayes looks like with this back. Reynolds, what's going on with Cruz? Hey, is Jack going to keep making the strides he's been making? Um, what's Oviedo going to look like the rest of the way? Um, I mean, you can just go, you know, Henry Davis, what's that going to look like the rest of the way? Gonzalez and his penchant for not hitting, breaking stuff. I mean, you can go around like it may not. There's, there's not for a lack of things to follow these for these last few months. I would say that.
0: I mean, then the pitching will. I mean, what (laughs) does Priesters stuff stick in the major leagues? You know, (laughs) we're finally going to see if he's got enough you know, enough magic on, on some of those pitches to, to get through major league hitters. We'll see. Yeah. It's going to be interesting watching it all play out. This is when this gets fun. And I swear, you know, I, I understand it's not fun to lose, but to me, this is the culmination of kind of what I've been watching for all these years develop and I'm, I'm ready to watch it start coming together and deciding which pieces are going to be here and which ones aren't and where the holes are. Keep moving forward, man. I'm excited. Well, it, it's, it's getting to be to that
1: time. And um, I will just go back to, for me at least personally, when you put some of these guys on the field and the clock starts ticking, I mentioned skeins. I don't want to be another year and a half down the road, figuring it out here.
0: Right. I don't think we can afford to be brother. So, Hey, let's uh, go ahead and make it a quick one tonight because I am beat brother <laughs> running around and you got to cook for your kiddo. I do. I do. Totino's pizza. We're keeping it classy. Nice. Nice. I hope there's some Turner's iced tea with that. <laughs> and, uh, that sounds like, that sounds like every lunch I had all summer long, like for like five years straight.
1: <laughs> well, safe uh, travels, safe travels, my friend, and um, I'm looking forward to getting baseball started again this weekend.
0: Yeah. Yep, we'll be back at it. All right, thanks everybody for tuning in on an odd night for us, and the audio will still drop at the same time Saturday morning. So, thank you very much. And from San Francisco for the last time, let's go, Bucks! And Ben, your turn. Let's yeah, go, Bucks!